Um, do you mind? No, I guess not. Thanks. <laughs> it sure is nice out. <laughs> I mean, it's cold, but it's nice. Yep, or just cold. So, you doing some last-minute Christmas shopping? No. No, I don't. I don't celebrate Christmas. What? What's wrong with Christmas? What's wrong with Christmas? What's wrong with... Okay, um... Uh, Christmas is just another day of the year. The holidays are full of people buying things with more money than they have while competing with others on who bought the best gift. Then you have small kids getting things they don't deserve, families who put their fake smiles on and pretend they like each other. It's just not genuine. It's not worth my time. I'm too ready for the whole thing to be over with. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I guess I see your point. But I think there's a lot more to Christmas than all that. I mean, it's changed a lot for me throughout the years. Like, when I was a kid, I remember the excitement of getting gifts, you know? My own gifts. And, and the tree? I mean, my family would go to the same Christmas tree farm every year. And, and as my dad would be untangling the Christmas lights, my mom would make hot cocoa and popcorn. My dad had this huge record collection. I mean, some of his favorites were, um, were White Christmas by Bing Crosby, uh, you know, the, the chestnuts roasting on an open fire, uh, Nat King Cole, um, and Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, Frank Sinatra. I mean, we put on the record player and listened to vinyls for hours. Just like the ones I used to know Where the dream tops listen And children listen To hear sleigh bells in the snow I'm dreaming of a wild With every Christmas card I write May your days be merry and bright And may all your Christmases be one Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide cows being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos So I'm offering a simple phrase To kids from one to ninety-two Although it's been said many times, many ways Merry Christmas to A merry little Christmas Let your heart be light The 
now on our troubles will be out of sight Here we are as in olden days Days of Faithful friends who are dear to us Will be near to us once more Someday soon we all will be together If the fates A shining star upon the highest bough And have yourself a merry little Christmas I guess, looking back, Christmas was fun as a kid. But as an adult, Christmas doesn't mean anything. Life is too fast-paced for all that. Uh, I used to be the same way. I mean, I lived in constant motion, you know? I, I would rather ch- cash in the holiday pay than actually spend time with my family. And that is until I met my fiancé. She changed everything. I mean, she taught me to put others first. You know, that, that's someone who really appreciates the Christmas season. I even proposed her on Christmas Eve. I mean, I knew that year that I was holding the best gift right there in my arms. You know, I, I guess I can agree with you. You know, Christmas, it, it is great if you have family traditions and gifts. But what if you don't have any of that? Christmas is still just another day. It did start out as just any other day, you're right. But it ended with a baby boy who changed everything. Look, can I tell you a story? I know a great coffee shop right over there. I'll buy you a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, sure. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement, and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took Mary as his wife. Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus 
that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem.
same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, 
For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and laying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased.
When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then, and see this thing that happened which the Lord had made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph, and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all that he had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Then they went their way, and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them, until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel. Then after being warned by God in a dream, he left for the regions of Galilee and came and lived in a city called Nazareth. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. And unto us a child is given. And the government shall be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. For he came to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness. That 
my friend, is the Christmas story. Was that good or was that good? Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Y'all doing okay today? Y'all ready for Christmas? Well, ready or not, here it comes. Amen. Well, I am just so blessed. Wouldn't, didn't this gang do just an outstanding job of just glorifying God? Amen. I want to share a few thoughts with you before before we go today. And uh, the scripture uh, talks about the Christmas story in great detail, as you know. 
But what's all the big fuss about Christmas? You know, every year it seems like you can't get from uh, one end of Lafayette to the other because so many people are cramming in the malls and shopping and all that kind of stuff, parties everywhere. You know, what's the big fuss about, about Christmas? Well, I think, you know, the, the, the answer to that can be summed up really in one verse. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23, it says this, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God is with us. So let's stop and talk about that for just a moment. Christmas reminds us that God is not a God that's unknown, that is somewhere in some off place, some unknown place that is not uh, accessible or that you cannot get connected to. God is not somewhere in the galaxies. God is with us. God is with us in every way, in all times, and in every circumstance. I don't know if you really heard me or not, but God is with us all the time, in every way, in all things, and in every circumstance. That's really what the Christmas story is all about. I guess you could say that all of us have really three concerns in our life. Our concern is for our past, our concern is for our present, and our concern is for our future. Just really three problems. Our past, our present, and our future. And Christmas reminds us that God is with us in our past, in our present, and praise God, He's with us in our future. Amen? Come on, I want to encourage you a little bit today. The Bible says that God is with us, which means you can recover from your past mistakes. You can recover from your past hurts or disappointments. You don't let you don't have to let them overshadow your life for the rest of your life. Jeremiah 30 and 17 says, For I will restore you to health, and I will heal you of your wounds, declares the Lord. I will restore you. What does that mean? Well, to restore means to bring back to a former condition. To restore means to make brand new. The Bible says that God has the ability to restore us. So Christmas reminds us, hey, if you've made some bad choices, have made some mistakes, I'm here to remind you that you can recover. I want to tell you that Christmas reminds us that if you've experienced deep hurts, deep emotional wounds, I want you to know that you can recover. I want you to know that Christmas reminds us that if you've been disappointed, you've been betrayed, you can recover from that. The Christmas story reminds us that you, my friend, can recover from the past. That's the good news of the Christmas story. Well, listen, not only is God with us and helps us recover from the past, God is with us to get us through our present trials and tribulations. In other words, God is with you right now. You know, I'm always amazed at how our lives can be turned upside down in a moment. Have you experienced that yet? One phone call, one doctor's report, one decision by somebody else that you have no control over, and your life can be turned upside down. That's the way life is, isn't it? But I want you to know the Bible has hope for us. In Psalms 46 and 1, God is our refuge and our strength, and He is a very present help in trouble a present help in trouble. I'm not sure you really get that yet, but he is a present help in trouble. Means right now. God is a God of right now. And at this moment, you can get help regardless of what you're dealing with, what you're facing. The good news of the Christmas story is he's here today. Amen. So you might be experiencing some relational breakup, some relational uh, struggle right now. I want you to know that God is with you right now. Amen. 
You might be having some physical difficulties, some physical problems. I want you to know that God is a present help for you right now. Amen. You might be experiencing some deep emotional struggles today and you came in here just beat down and discouraged. I want you to know that God is a present help and he's here right now, this moment to help you out of your trouble. I tell you, the Christmas story is good news. Amen. Now, finally, God is with us, not only in our past and our present, but God is with us in the future. Amen. You know, nobody knows what tomorrow holds. Is that right? We don't know what tomorrow holds. But the good news is we know who holds the future. We have no diff- we have no idea what this week, this month, this year, this next coming year is going to be like. We don't know our future, but we know that God has already gone into our future. And he's got it figured out and he's going to be with you in your future. Amen. I want you to remember this. God is with us as we face the uncertainty of our future in this life. He's with us. You know, the uncertainty of our future causes us to have anxiety, causes us to have worry. Because everywhere we turn, things can fall apart. Things can unravel. We have no control over other people, other people's decisions, other people's emotions. We have no control over whether the sun's going to come out or the sun's not going to come out. We have no control over our future, but we know that God holds our future. He's already gone into our future, and he's got the future taken care of. That's good news. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. My plans are to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Did you know God plans to give you a bright future? Now, listen, I need to talk to somebody here today. God's got a better life, a better plan, a better tomorrow than you yesterday. God always has prepared and planned for us to have a bright day, a bright future. And we need to be reminded of that. Amen. You know, on the first Sunday of January, we're going to be starting a brand new sermon series. And and in that series, we're going to be talking about the hope of our future. And we're going to be talking about what the Bible says about his ability, God's ability to renew us, to revive us, to restore us, to refresh us. It's all words that the Bible talks about, which means that we have a bright future. The whole point of the sermon is this. God has the ability to every one of us. A better tomorrow. Greatest blessing of Christmas is this. God is with us as we face the uncertainty of tomorrow. But God is with us when we face the uncertainty of eternity. You know, the scripture says in Matthew 1 and 21, talking about the Christmas story, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. You know, sins. Sins. It's not a word that will help your ego. Sins. It's not a word that will help your self-esteem. However, it's sins that will cost us our eternity. And as God saw fit to help you and I for our future, he sent his son Jesus to be our savior. The Bible says in Romans 3:23, all have sinned. All. If you're hearing my voice, you're included. All of us have missed the mark, isn't that right? All of us have have disappointed God by breaking his law. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. In other words, all of us have reason to miss eternity. All of us have reason when we die not to spend our eternity with God in heaven. But the good news is that God sent a Savior. That's what the Christmas story is all about. You can't go buy a Savior in the mall. You can't go purchase a Savior in the next state over. There's nothing we can do about our sins except accept God's gift. The real gift of Christmas, the true reason for the season is that God so loved the world that he gave us the greatest gift that we could ever have. And that's the gift of a savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus came to forgive us of our sins. And see, I don't know where you are today. 
I don't know whether you're right with God. I don't know if you've taken care of the sin problem. But you know, listen, it would be it would be a tragic thing for us to live our life celebrating the birth of Jesus, celebrating Christmas year to year and die and miss the whole purpose and the whole reason for Christmas is that for all of us that sinned, our sins could be forgiven, our hearts could be washed, we could be given the gift of eternal life so that when we breathe our last, when we die and face our eternity, and we have to deal with the judgment to come. We can be saved from God's wrath because our sins are forgiven. And we can hear the angels in the choir saying, as we enter the throne room of God and we hear the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. Those will be the greatest words you and I ever hear. Amen. I want you to do me a favor for a moment, and I want you to stand. If you don't mind, if you have the ability, if you don't, just please, just stay seated. But I want to ask you today, listen, I'm not asking you whether you believe in God, whether you like God, whether you believe there's a devil. I'm not asking you to answer those questions. I'm asking you one question today. Have you received the gift? Have you asked Jesus to forgive your sins? See, it doesn't matter that your mom's a Christian. It really doesn't matter that your dad's a Christian, that your wife's a Christian, that your husband's a Christian. What really matters is, are you a Christian? Have you received the gift of salvation? Jesus died so that our sins could be forgiven. Would you just bow your head with me for just a moment? I want to ask you today. If you died at this instant, are you ready to meet your maker? If you're not, I want to give you a chance to do so. All you need is faith. All you need is trust in God. All you need to do is be willing to open up your heart and ask Him to forgive you. That's all you really need. It's by faith. Salvation is by faith. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work up to it. You just have to receive it. It's a gift. And if you're here today, you say, Todd, would you pray for me? I am not sure that I'm a Christian, but I want to be sure. I want to receive the gift of salvation. Would you pray for me while everybody's got their eyes closed and we just respecting one another? If that's you, would you just lift your hand and let me know that? And I want to pray a special prayer for you. Lift up your hand and just wave it so I can see it. I see your hand. Anybody else? I see your hand. Anybody else? Just raise your hand. This is the gift of salvation that is open for everybody. God is here to save. He's here to redeem. He's here to heal. I want you to just pray this simple prayer with me and just mean it from your heart today because God knows exactly where you are. Just say, Jesus, come on, say that with me. Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I need a savior. I don't want Christmas to come and pass and miss the greatest gift of Christmas, which is a savior. Lord Jesus, I ask you to wash my sins, cleanse my heart, give me a new life. Lord Jesus, I want to be a Christian. I want to live for you. I ask you to give me the power. I ask you to give me the strength to live the Christian life. From this day forward, I want to bring glory. I want to bring honor to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now listen, we just talked about our eternity. But what about those of you that the past is holding on? You're struggling today because of things in the past, past mistakes, past choices, past disappointments. Today, you got things hanging on. See, Jesus is not just the Savior of our future. He's the Savior of our past. You might be here today and you've already settled your eternity. But today, you need God to be with you help you get through your past. Are y'all hearing me out there? Or you might be right now sitting in this room 
and going through a very difficult time, a dark time, even though we're talking about the light of the world. It's not, it's not really joyful for you. Jesus is a present help. He's a present help. God is with us. He's not out there somewhere. He's with us in this room. He's in our hearts if we've given our life to him. And he has the ability to bring peace and bring joy to our life. Do y'all believe that this morning? So let's pray a prayer together. Let's open up our hearts. Come on right there where you are. Come on, just open up your spirit. Open up your heart to Jesus. Come on, just let him come. Let him bring peace. Let him bring healing. Let him bring comfort. Let him take your burden today. Let him take your disappointments today. Let him take your emotional struggles today. Come on, just let yourself go into the into the hands of God. He is a present help in our time of need. Let's pray together and let's ask him to come and be with us in an extraordinary way. Father God, we pray today. Lord, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, Lord, it means that Emmanuel is here. God is with us. His spirit is here. His grace is here. His mercy is here. His joy is here. His strength is here. And I declare it over this congregation today that the hand and blessing of God is filling this room and filling every heart and filling every life today. Lord, we thank you. We praise you for the miraculous touch of Jesus that is helping people today. In the mighty and strong name of Jesus, we thank you and praise you for the hope that is within us today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody that agreed, shouted and said amen. Come on, how many of you are grateful? Now come on, I need you to help me celebrate the birth of Jesus. Don't just listen, but sing along. As we give praise, glory, and honor to the name which is above every name. What's his name, saints? His name is? What's his name, saints? His name is?